It is the 200 level, Mike Carpenter in the basement studio for episode 387, the second half of the Illinois-Indiana game. And, uh, well, that was ugly for a good chunk of it, and it was really good, and then at the end of the half, a missed opportunity to build some momentum. All in all, you're up four when I thought you played one of the worst halves of the season so far. And this team hasn't had too many of those, but it does feel like there is a weird kind of funk going on with this team that they're having a harder time getting out of. They they show the ability to do that with the stretch they had the last five minutes. They're still a really good team, I think. But right now you're having a bit of a swoon by your standards, especially with how smoothly things were rolling earlier this season. I guess in some ways that's not entirely unexpected. I mean, if you think about uh, the way that Terrence Shannon is in his third game back and, and just not himself and today playing his worst game yet, I'm sure that this team is just trying to figure out how to make sense of it all on the basketball court. And the lineup that really got you going was Luke, Marcus, Coleman, Justin, and Ty. That was the lineup that really got things going. Before we get to the second half here, and I'm sure Terrence will get the opportunity to start because Brad tends to do that. The starting five gets both halves. But Luke, to me, was the key of that whole run. There was a three that he missed that I think would have put Illinois up one, like 27-26, and he missed that first one, which would have set that place going crazy. In fact, Casey Boguslaw, who we've had on the podcast before to talk baseball, and great guy, great baseball mind, He had tweeted something like that out, and I thought, exactly, that would have been a huge moment. Not much later, Luke gets two threes that really set things in motion, and Illinois shooting 41% now from the field, Indiana 48. And to me, the, the story is still not offense. This team will score fine. Even after such a bad start, they still put up 38 and a half. They're fine offensively. But defensively, It does seem like we're having this recurring thing where opposing bigs are getting theirs, and that might be all part of the design. But eventually, you do want to kind of see... uh, You want to see us stop the other team's best player. I just don't understand this whole inviting the other team's best player to kind of get theirs. And last year was an egregious example of that when Trace Jackson Davis got his 30 or whatever. Now, we got a lot to talk about during this half. It'll kind of be, I'd like to think Illinois can kind of take control and we can talk some more macro things and look ahead. But at the moment, this is a tight basketball game. And we will start the second half with a free throw, a technical foul free throw for Illinois. Xavier Johnson got one by kind of throwing the ball back at Coleman at the end of the half there. So this is a potential boon as Marcus Damask makes his first and a chance to make a second here. And I think it's Illinois ball at the start. So Damask. Second one up and good. 40 to 34 is what you'll start with, with 20 minutes to go in the second half. And hey, uh, thank you all for, got a little group here in the YouTube feed and appreciate you joining me on a Saturday, another foggy, cloudy Saturday in central Illinois. We are underway with Marcus Damask, running point to start, 1955 to go. And we are back to the original starting five. Damask looking for Coleman. And Coleman can't make, sorry, Ty, who can't lay it in in the alley-oop. Guys, I'm getting a little sick of the missed layups. And it's not an effort thing, but eventually it's like you're a college basketball player, make the layup. Plenty of time there for Ty to kind of gain his balance and finish that. So that's a disappointing end to what was a really nice feed from Damask. Here's Renew, and we're going to have to see if Illinois can't double up here. This is going to be back up top to Mbakwo, I believe the name is. This is Quincy Guerrier on him, and he just kind of banks it in. 
and it's a four-point game. It's just the missed opportunities, and it goes both ways. But honestly, would the layups be as maddening if this was actually a good defense right now? And it's just not. It's just not. Indiana doesn't have a three. Here's Coleman for a three. That's no good. And that's going to be a foul on Trey Galloway, so we'll stay with Illinois. I don't think the missed layups bother you as much if this defense had a pulse. And you are falling each game on Ken Palm. A once top 20 defense is now 36 or 37th, I believe. We have seen in the last 10 years, if you don't have a top 20 defense, you aren't really in a position to make a run in the NCAA tournament. Here's Coleman Hawkins on the feed from Damask. And this is going to be out of bounds and go back to Illinois as he throws it to Ty. And either Ty wasn't ready for it. I'm not really sure. I just don't understand it, guys. I mean, I understand if people are like, Christ, Carp, you're up four despite a bad start. But uh, these are things that have been happening now for like five of the last six games. Rutgers was a rare exception where you were making layups pretty consistently. Maybe Michigan State, same thing. I don't remember missing too many layups against them in what was an evenly matched game. But, you know, you're playing some not-so-good basketball teams and having a really hard time finishing at the rim. I don't think it's going to get easier when you're in March. Now, that's a missed three from Galloway, or Xavier Johnson, excuse me. This is Coleman on the block, looking to make something happen here. He's got... He can't make it. (laughs) Can't can't make a damn shot. Wasn't a layup. It was a little turnaround, I don't know, 70-footer. Degree of difficulty, not the easiest again, but make a shot. Come on. Still a four-point lead for Illinois. Here's Terrence, who struggled mightily in the first half, trying to make something happen. Takes it up and in. A nice finish from Terrence and anything on the court to kind of get him going. I think he is trying to decide how passive or aggressive should I be and having a hard time finding that sweet spot on the spectrum. He's got four points on two of six shooting. We're under the 18-minute mark here. This is Mbakwo. I think I'm getting that name right. With a shot, and they're going to be a foul on Illinois on the shot on Ty. Just kind of messy. Just messy. I want to hit up the chat feed here. From Evan, there's an observation, but it seems like there's a lot of standing around when Terrence is on the floor right now. Maybe it's best for him to sort of play a six-man role until he gets the rust off. Evan, you know, it worked against Rutgers. Granted, it took him a minute and a half to get on the court. I, I saw that too, and I noticed the Fox guy said that at halftime. I think that, I, I don't know, maybe that's a mental aspect of getting him back, a psychological thing of, oh, well, this guy used to be our go-to guy, so let's just kind of stand and let him do his thing. Um, when in actuality, Marcus, despite a really bad turnover late in that half and some ugh, just poorly timed turnovers in the last few games, uh, he's been that go-to guy. I, I don't know how you get him back within the flow of it. I really don't. And I think what really starts that, though, quite simply, is getting stops on defense. Because you don't even need a traditional transition. Here's Quincy, and he gets fouled. You don't even need a traditional steal or a block in transition offense. When Terrence is on the court, if the other team just simply misses, you sometimes have an opportunity for a break. But the problem is the other teams aren't missing enough. If you think about the Rutgers game and what got that run going, what got the Terrence four points in a row that helped you stretch it to a nine-point lead, it was defense and getting out. Quincy sucks at free throws. I'm really getting pissed off with this. He is two for five. Two-point day for Quincy Guerrier. 
I, I'm finding now <laughs> he misses both badly. Coleman gets the board though, up to Terrence, and there's going to be a steal. He just gets the ball picked from him. This is such bull crap. You know the likable team that we talked about. This this gonna get you're going to get pissed off, Carp. If I can speak in the third person, right now you're going to get pissed off, Carp. This right here. The kind of thing that led to the first F-bomb in 200-level history. Sorry, apologies to anyone that might have been listening live because I edited it out of the audio. Northwestern Overtime. These are a bunch of 22 and 23-year-olds that have shown the ability to play really good basketball, but for some reason are not sustaining anything right now. They are scrounging, and it should not be this difficult. Don't tell me that, well, it's just getting Terrence acclimated. There were moments when Terrence was gone that it wasn't all that great either. And here we go. A rebound on a missed free throw. It's a one-point game to a crap Indiana team. What the hell is going on right now? The same starting five. Actually, they got spotted a six-point lead after a technical foul on Xavier Johnson. Have now given up a six-point lead to a one-point lead. The same starting five. So I wouldn't waste much time here in getting some of these guys out or figuring out a lineup that works. This is ridiculous. As Marcus gets trapped and no one's there to help him, it's going to be a five-second violation. Damn near. Terrence for a three, and it's an air ball. And it's a shot clock violation. This is ridiculous. You are in a dogfight against an Indiana team with wear out. They say it hit the rim, and it barely did. I don't know why Terrence is shooting threes, because he's one for 14 since he came back. But he had to bail out the team because it was another fruitless possession. Very, very frustrating. And it did hit the rim, Bobo. Oh, boy. From Big Tota. Hey, Tota. We were supposed to be a way a very deep team, but substitutions are few. Could wear and tear be an issue? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to dismiss that. And I do think that the timing of this game, Wednesday night overtime at Northwestern, and Saturday earlier start, yeah, it, it could have had the makings of a sleepy start, right? But the problem is Indiana's not good. That that right there is the issue. If you look at Ken Palm, this is the easiest home game you have the rest of the way. So what's going to happen then when you play, I don't know, Nebraska at home with this effort? Maybe this team plays up to their competition. I'm not really sure. But there is just this messiness going on with this team right now. That's becoming a little infuriating for a team with this many old guys and should not be facing a swoon against the schedule that they're playing right now. I mean, Big Ten title, fine. We know that's probably out the window. We see Wisconsin looking really good and getting a big one against Michigan State last night. And that's all fine and good. This isn't really about the Big Ten title. It is about March. But while we could sit here and say that these games, they don't mean a whole heck of a lot right now, I don't know. This team doesn't need to be playing at their peak, but we're seeing these consistent inconsistencies trickle in and wondering is that the other teams making adjustments and figuring out how to keep this offensive juggernaut and defensive sieve from rising to the top of the Big Ten I mean teams are making adjustments so the question is how do we make them back as Trey Galloway misses and it will go the other way 
potential transition opportunity here. Instead, it's kicked over to Luke. Pump fake over to Terrence, over to Marcus. Marcus with Galloway on him, and it's 16.05 to go with 15 on the shot clock. Marcus can't make a shot. Boy, oh boy. Indiana with a chance to take a lead under 16 here. Uh, this is Xavier Johnson with a tie on him. They're going to look for a renew, I'm sure, because right now they got a lot of space on the floor, and it's just Coleman down there. And it's renew. And he'll be looking for Mbakwe. Mbakwe, that was Minnesota's guy. Instead, he kind of he's going to take it up himself here, and that's no foul on Coleman. It is a foul on Coleman. And we're going to go to the timeout with a one-point Illinois lead. Just abysmal. Are they? Let me hit the sponsors. DP Doe. I'm on at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices. dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Get a custom zone with any topping you want or one of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone online at dpdo.com. Also, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business renters, you name it, Brian is my guy and he can be your guy as well. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call at 217-841-4728. And hey, if you want some good news in this perpetual fog we're living in, it will eventually get warm and sunny. They are our HVAC people, and we are going to schedule our air conditioning checkup here for about two or three months from now. Get it on the books with the experts from Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, 217-841-4728. And finally, Owen Builders, LLC. I'm on at owenbuildersllc.com. Home additions, patios, decks. Check out a gallery of their excellent work online at owenbuildersllc.com. Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Appreciate them and appreciate you. Got a little group watching on this Saturday afternoon. And I guess what what are the other formalities here? Oh, you can always leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We, we appreciate uh, those as well. Okay. As Terry says here, you cannot in any way lose this game. Terry, I I'm still don't think they will as we sit here in this moment of frustration. But no, you can't lose this game. And it would have effects. We, we aren't talking Big Ten title. We're talking seeding line in the NCAA tournament. That's all that matters. Now, the problem is with a loss like Northwestern, which in hindsight is even more maddening with the way that you got blitzed in overtime. Recognizing Northwestern is not bad and also recognizing you have very few opportunities for quality wins. That would have been probably a quad one win, I think, at the time and then as the dust settles because Northwestern, let's say, goes 11-9 in conference. I bet they will. So getting that win would have been a nice way to stay in that conversation for the three line. Sadly, everybody, they don't give you seed lines based on Ken Palm. We saw that when number nine or 10 in Ken Palm Loyola got an eight or nine. Their resume otherwise wasn't that great. Our resume outside of Ken Palm isn't all that great, or I should say it doesn't have any opportunities to get better. Last time I think I checked in the net, maybe 13th, something like that. You can hang in that four line. And you probably want to. I don't think this team would fall all the way to a six, in which case you'd have to play a three in the second round. But we're probably looking at a four seed. Unless they go on an absolute tear here, and I think a win at Wisconsin or a win against Purdue at home could go a long way in doing that. The last week of the season will be crucial. But in the meantime, you just can't lose these games. I mean, you're, you might not be 
at the moment. You certainly are not playing like a top 10 team. Do I think that when the dust settles and you look at this team as a whole, that they are one of the 10 best teams in the country? I think, yeah, especially when they're playing at their peak, they are certainly a top 10 team. And yeah, I also recognize that in college basketball, there's more parity than ever. I mean, the record of top 10 teams against unranked foes in the month of January, they showed it earlier this game. It's terrible. So yeah, that's the nature of the beast on one hand, but this is also a home game against an Indiana team that is not a tournament team. They talk about a bad resume. They got nothing. When they play good teams, they struggle badly. And today they just take a one point lead against you. So with 15.30 to go, Illinois, despite getting spotted two free throws to start this half, a six-point lead, they're now down one, and they're still going with the same starting five, minus Quincy, who is replaced by Luke Goody. Terrence can't finish, and it's an over-the-back foul on Ty. Finish a freaking shot. It is unbelievable. You are at home. These are your rims. Finish a shot. Just terrible. I mean, the aggressiveness, fine. But I say all that. I'm king on the defense. That's what I'm, even though the offense has been terrible yet again in the first five minutes of a half. And we see Harmon come out in place of tie. 43 to 42, Indiana ball with 15 minutes to go. They led by six, seven points at times in that first half. Terrence coming to help with Renew, but no. Sags back off. This is Galloway over to Xavier Johnson, who takes it up and a foul. And what are we going to get? And one? Yep. Just lethargic and and just terrible defense. Luke, hands all over him. No actual resistance there. He's late getting out and does not seal the baseline. So Xavier Johnson, who's been bad all year, has 10 points, five of seven shooting, He misses his free throw mercifully for Illinois, who have let a six-point lead turn into a three-point deficit in just over five minutes. Here's Justin Harmon. Up, no good. Can't make a freaking layup. I might end this freaking podcast. I can't. I am losing my mind. I'm losing my marbles watching this crap. A 9-0 Indiana lead or run, and they're about to go up five here. Looks like I'm a little bit behind Terry. That's Hulu for you. This is Renew taking it up, right? Nope. Kicks it over to Mbakwo. I need to get that name right. I apologize. And he's going to take it on Harmon. No problem. Up and in on an offensive rebound. I don't know. You lose this game and and we have major problems. And don't give me that, oh, that's hyperbole. Don't overreact. No. You don't lose games like this at home. You lose an overtime game against Northwestern. I'm willing to say chalk it up as a mulligan. You don't lose this game. Coleman over to Luke. The three is up. Too strong. Indiana with a chance to extend their lead. Pitiful display from Illinois today. Just really pitiful. Oh, boy. 13.35 to go. Five-point Indiana lead. And a miss on the take there and a foul on Indiana. God. You know, I've gotten better about not getting... Uh, angry about sports, I have, but every now and then. And I ask myself, why is this team pissing me off so much right now? And I don't know. I, I, we, we had two and a half months of, on the whole, really good basketball. Two and a half months of it. 
And in the last two to three weeks, we saw signs against Rutgers when we let them kind of creep back in despite a really bad offense. The Maryland game. And then parts of the Northwestern game where I know Northwestern was shooting lights out. And another missed layup, this time by Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. You're at home and you can't make layups on your own rims. Then you aren't that good of a team. At that point, at that moment, you are not a good team if you can't make layups. Indiana's defense, go look on Ken Palm. Go look on any metric. They aren't that great. Maryland, actually, defensively, has been one of the better Big Ten teams of late. And Renew gets another bucket over Coleman Hawkins. It's 49-42. to Indiana's punking your ass right now. And Underwood calls a 20-second timeout, 30-second timeout. As Greg said, it's starting shades of last year. Now, the thing is, you know, we don't question, I don't think, that there's any sort of uh, chemistry issue. But this lack of effort at home in a Big Ten game, lack of energy, is just inexcusable. You know, riding the roller coaster, I was super high on this team. When Terrence gets, from a basketball perspective, because I had some smart ass give me a comment on my post-Rutgers uh, podcast, trying to give me the legal ease about the Terrence situation. And, you know, as I've said many times here before, I, I'm not going to tell anyone how to fan about the Terrence thing. And it is icky. And you can just kind of, I'm, we don't need to belabor that point. But something's amiss right now. And when you are now 25 minutes into a game, 25 plus minutes in a game against a bad Indiana team, and this is how you're playing, something is wrong. Now, Underwood, I thought overall this year, has done his best coaching job thus far. And I thought did an admirable job when Terrence went out. And the team itself did an admirable job when Terrence went out. Whether it was rallying around each other, or whatever cliche you want to throw at it. But right now, these are the shades of the Underwood trends that despite all the wins can frustrate the hell out of you. And yes, have frustrated the hell out of me. God forbid I enjoy a team and I celebrate when they win, but I criticize when they lose. God forbid. And it's not just losing games. There are some that you can live with. The Northwestern game, as frustrating as it was, as pissed off as I was at the time, I can live with. I can't live with this. This right now, you aren't going to feel good about a win, period, right? That's, that's over and done with. But if you lose this game, that lingers. That's a bad loss on your resume. Far worse than Maryland, which might back their way into the... Probably not at the moment, but they look pretty good today at home against Nebraska. And then you start wondering, where the hell is this team's head at? Just because Terrence gets back from a suspension, all of a sudden they forgot how to play basketball? I, then, okay, $4 million coach, figure something out. I've seen rosters with far less do far more than what I'm seeing this Illinois team do the last week and a half. So, man, get it together. It's a 13 to nothing Indiana run. Yeah, and also, Mark, I agree. It's against a rival. What the hell? Yeah, maybe stop losing to Indiana and Mike Woodson. Who knew that Mike Woodson and Kevin Willard would have your number? I mean, they aren't that good. And you were missing opportunities against games that should just be a win. As a fan, I should be able to watch this game and say, that's a win. Yeah, it's Indiana at home. They aren't very good. 
you're a pretty good Big Ten team. It's a win. But I can't even do that. On a Saturday afternoon, I can't just sit and watch TV and watch Illinois beat Indiana, a sorry Indiana team at home. Apparently not. It will be Illinois ball, trailing somehow by seven against this whack-ass Indiana team at home with 12.30 to go. I really hope that was the media time out there with 12.30 to go because I am having a really awful time watching this team. It just, it's really bad. Damas to DGL, back to Damask. 10 seconds in the shot clock, or 10 seconds left on the shot clock. Damask gets doubled up, three from DGL. He makes it. Mom's going to be happy. <laughs> okay, five minute, 57 seconds scoring drought. All comes down to defense, of which you've not been playing good defense at all. 50 points almost already for Indiana with 11.50 to go. Here's Galloway getting a pick, looking for Renew. Double him up, force Galloway to shoot the three. Galloway instead driving. No, Renew. We're going to get a foul or what? Up and over? Looks like it. And a media timeout. Jesus Christ. Man, I am sorry to be such a stickler today, everybody. I honestly do think that this like lack of seeing the sun and everything being just saturated outside, it's starting to wear on me. I'm getting cabin fever. I'm getting stir crazy. And this putrid performance... Somehow only down four with the under 12 media timeout. Yeah, sometimes I just want to enjoy a basketball game. Anthony, thinking the same thing as me, texted a friend after the DGL3. Mommy will be pleased. Yes. God. Just how you drew it up. DGL3 to end the scoring drought. As we go through this... uh, I'll hit up the sponsors, which I appreciate them. And God, uh, hey, you're getting surly carp today. He's a star. It's real. Oh, <laughs> DP Doe online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices. dpdo.com also State Farm agent Brian Hanson online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business renters, you name it. Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy as well at brianismyguy.com. Uh, also. Owen Builders, LLC, online at owenbuildersllc.com. For home additions, patios, decks, check out a gallery of their work online at owenbuildersllc.com. And finally, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call at 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. From Greg, I have had enough as well, Carp. Yeah. And Greg... (laughs) Let's, because sometimes people, I, I feel like I need to repeat this because people will latch on and say, oh God, you're just negative all the time. This has been a really good season so far. Brad Underwood has built a pretty damn good program. We know that the March success is the thing that we're wanting, but the conference success kind of speaks for itself. And it does feel like this team, when they've been at their peak this year, offers you a unique opportunity in a really wide open college basketball landscape. So yes, things are good. They are overall good. This game is not good. (laughs) And there are trends defensively that are not good. So we can hold the macro, hey, things are pretty good. We're invested in a way that maybe we haven't been in a while. Uh, Well, let me rephrase. We're invested in a way that's certainly more for John Gross or the last six, seven years of Bruce Weber. That speaks volumes of Underwood's ability. And in a group thread was texting with some some guys and 
and I, I said, I just hope that we don't get through another NCAA tournament and have that March thing lingering. And a friend who's a Michigan State fan said, well, who else are you going to get? And I said, well, exactly. I'm not, I am beyond the point of talking any sort of replacement for Brad Underwood because look at what he's turned this program into in the last seven years, a perennial top 25 team. Consistently getting good recruits, being in play for good NIL transfers. You stay the course. Honestly, no matter what happens, you stay the course. And I'm happy to do that. But in the meantime, is it okay to point at a few things that continually kind of happen under him? These really weird home losses. I guess that's college basketball on one hand, but... On the other hand, this game, regardless of what the college basketball world is doing, doesn't need to be like this, does it? I don't know. We're back underway here. Still no Terrence. DGL still getting some tick. And he loses the ball. And okay. (laughs) I mean, hey, Underwood's trying everything. What I don't understand, okay, so Terrence is on the bench, and I think he's got two fouls unless he got his third. There has to be a mental thing going on right now because he's not himself, and Underwood is happy to just let him sit on the bench for extended stretches. Coleman gets a hand on it. Luckily, no call there. I thought it was clean. Justin Harmon misses the layup. Up and in. Nice take by Damask on the putback. Thank God for that. Illinois shooting around the rim. Still not good. DGL. Up on, what is this? Not Cooper Cup. What's this guy's name? Gup? Cups. Cups. Over to number four here. I'm sorry, I don't know the names because Indiana's never been able to put the names in the back of their jerseys because the name of the school means more than the individual player playing behind it. That's Indiana basketball, baby. Trey Galloway, three. Up and no good. You'll give him that most of the time. Here's Damask. Kicks it to Harmon. Back to DGL. Harmon. Over to Coleman. Passes up the three. Going to try to take it in instead. He misses a layup. Make a freak. You are 6'10 with a 7-foot wingspan or something. Make a freaking layup. And he's ticked off, and I get it. But you have got to make a freaking layup. Three, no good for Indiana. And a foul on. They're going to call it Illinois ball. And no foul on Goody, who couldn't quite corral the rebound. And damn near took Galloway's head off. Jesus Christ. I mean, a nice effort by Galloway. And we're lucky that Goody didn't get called for the foul. (laughs) I mean, it may not have been. Make a freaking layup. It is is ridiculous. I can't... What more more, uh, analysis can you do at a certain point? I understand. Are they looking at this? Let me know, text thread or or YouTube feed, what's going on here. A timeout by Indiana. Brad's ticked off about something. I don't know what exactly. God. i just like to see, I don't know, a run? Like signs of life? Yeah, an eight-point lead which becomes six, and then Marcus DeMass dribbles off his leg with seven seconds to go, and then Indiana makes it a four-point lead. You blew momentum at halftime. You get two easy buckets to start, or two easy free throws to start this half. You're up six, and then you're down seven. What the hell? 
It's just stupid. It's just stupid basketball from a team that hadn't been doing it. So now I'm thinking, great, did the stupid creep back in? The same stupid that pissed me off time and time again last year with that team? A very unenjoyable experience from basically December 4th on? Is that what we got going forward? I'd like to think not. I mean... Is missing layups part of stupidity or is it just bad luck? Eventually, just make a freaking layup. It's, it reminds me a bit of the John Gross era. They had teams that could not dunk. Like John Eakey was one of the best dunkers. Nothing called there, says Terry. So, okay. Terrence is back in the game. 49-47, Indiana lead, and we are at the 10-minute mark of this half. All right, here's Damask. He's got the whole side of that court to himself. He's trying to take it into the lane. They're going to call a foul or jump ball. Looks like they might get a foul here and renew. So nice break there. I think that's his third. Maybe I'll have to take a seat until the eight-minute timeout. Call from the guy behind him. I feel a little bit bad for renew there because I don't think that ref had a good angle, but we'll take it. Third on him. He stays in the game. I mean, hey, Indiana's going for the win. 9.54 to go. All right, here's Coleman. Harmon up top. Over to Luke. Here's Damask. He's trying to take a baseline and a foul on Indiana. That'll be their fifth. Whew, snail's pace this game now. Okay, so both teams in the bonus the rest of the way. Well, Indiana... That was only their fourth foul, wasn't it? All right, well, let's see what happens here. Illinois ball with 9.47 to go. That was the third foul on Anthony Walker. Sure. Here is Damask over to Luke. Pump fake. Doesn't give him a bite. And a nice take and finish. He made a layup and won. Well done, Luke. Tied up at 49. He's been having a good game for Illinois. Really, uh, the reason why he took that eight-point lead, as I mentioned at the start, was him making those two threes to get you going. But this right here, you, you look for moments, right? You look for moments to finally just ugh, take the lid off because there's a lid on the rim, and this one still hit almost every bit of that rim trying to go down, and it does. All right, here's Luke. Man, this cup kid looks like he's 15 years old. Or cups, whatever, for Indiana. He looks 15. Okay, so Mbako, Renew, and Walker, each with three fouls for Indiana. Here's Luke at the line. Free throws up. No good. <laughs> well, okay, so Gary A's missed four. Luke missed one, but he made two earlier, I think. But your free throw shooting's been hurting. And part of that is you are not getting Damas to the line a ton. He's made all his. Galloway, three. No good. Still a tie game. Here's Justin Harmon. Over to Luke, who wants a three. No good. Too strong. But Harmon gets the ball. Great effort. Here's Terrence trying to make some happen. No, it's Coleman. Illinois resets with 15 on the shot clock. Trying to clear out here for Terrence. Gets a running start. Back up to Coleman. To Justin. Three. No good. Coleman up and in. And a foul on Indiana. Whoa. What a play by Coleman. Holy crap. Jeez. He goes in from 24 feet out to chase that board, and that's the fourth on Renew. Whoa. 
Big moment. Big moment. Got to think it's loud in there. You guys are listening to the audio, so you would know. Well, I would assume you got the TVs on as well. Coleman with nine, five, and two blocks. Free throws up and no good. (laughs) Oh, my God. Indiana trailing by two. Here's Xavier Johnson. They're keeping Renew in the game. Coleman's fronting him. Renew has shot a few three-pointers this year, but passes that one up. Here's Xavier Johnson, left side of the arc. Getting a pick up from Renew on top, and it's going to be out of bounds. Or are they going to call foul on Illinois? Looks like a foul. I would hope it's on the floor, though. That should not be a shooting foul. So they do take Renew out here for a possession. No, they keep him in. They're keeping him in. He's going to the line. That was a shooting foul? Oh, it's bonus. What am I talking about? Sorry. Well, big free throws. Let's see if they, they've made more of theirs than we have of ours. Here's Renew with 18. First free throw is up. Misses it. Oh, I guess it's a two-shot. Okay. Both teams in bonus the rest of the way. 51-49. He has missed the front end, or the first of two twice so far, but always made the second. Third time the charm. Couple dribbles. The shot is up. It's good. All right. So 51 to 50. It is a one-point Illinois lead. And he will take a seat here until the under eight media timeout. I would assume, if not maybe more, if they can try to steal some minutes here without him. But it's a one-point Illinois lead with 8.30 to go. I know we had the lead, which sometimes feels like... A weight off when you were trailing by as much as seven. But we need to go on a run. Here's Damask. Up to Terrence. Terrence looking for Coleman. Out of bounds. On. Who's out of bounds on? Looks like they're talking about it. And I see some Illinois people clapping. Yeah, that's out on Indiana. And they can't look at it with under two to go. So it will stay with Illinois, thankfully. So it looks like a ref might have helped change that decision. Okay, here is Damask. He's got Xavier Johnson on him, has a size advantage. Backing him down. Up, in. Nice move by Damask. All right, so three-point lead for Illinois. Eight minutes to go, 53-50. to 50. Now it's just getting stops. 11-1 scoring run in the last four minutes for Illinois. Coleman up top here on Trey Galloway. Trying to make something happen. Nothing there. Here's Cups. Looking for... Whoa! No good. Illinois gets the board. Wow. No flop or anything. I thought that it should have been an offensive foul, but they don't get it. Here's Terrence. He's got the left side all to himself. He finds Coleman. And they're going to call charge on Coleman here. Oh, my God. On the other end, how is that not a charge? And then this one is here. 7.30 to go. I mean, whatever. This is just something. Have the sponsors again. DPDO online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices. DPDO.com. Also, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters. You name it, Brian is my guy, and he could be your guy as well. Also, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call at 217-841-4728. 
Dogtown Heating Air and Plumbing, your home's best friend. And finally, Owen Builders LLC online at owenbuildersllc.com. Home additions, patios, decks. Check out a gallery of their work online at owenbuildersllc.com. Greg asked if that's three on Coleman. I believe so, Greg. Not, you know, with this much time left, I'm not too worried about three. Four would be a concern. But I would imagine Indiana, don't they just put Renew back out there? You're under eight-minute media timeout. He's your best option offensively. Basically has half their output. They have 50 points total. Doesn't he have 24 or 20, something like that? This 11-1 run, Bobo, which is great. But, you know, three-point lead at this point, you win this game by stringing together stops, which I do think each stop gives you at least an opportunity for maybe Terrence to make something happen. Because right now, if it's not a transition layup or dunk, he's not doing anything for you offensively. He is out of sorts. And I, I guess Marcus, still your go-to guy. That last take by him was really good. It looks like you're going to go with this lineup. I don't. This is what happens. We don't see Ty down the stretch. And to an extent, I get it. But are we just going to ride Harmon, Luke, Damask, Coleman, and Terrence? I mean, Quincy hasn't been out there for a while, it feels like. Only two on Hawkins, according to Bobo. 31 fouls called in this game. I mean, Lord, we've already been 43 minutes doing this podcast. This will probably be an hour-long second half. Now... I do think that most of these fouls have been legit, right? I mean, I, I haven't seen too many that were awful. I thought the no charge on Indiana and then a charge on Coleman seemed a little bit inconsistent. But pretty sure since it is an offensive foul that that does not mean shots for Indiana, that they just take it out instead. Force them into jump shots. Uh, I mean, that's really it. Force them into jump shots, and if they somehow beat you with that, then, well, that would really suck. But you just can't let them get to the rim, especially Renew. Quincy hasn't taken a shot today. What the hell? I mean, I guess the size with Indiana does make it a tougher matchup for him. He doesn't get any matchup advantages at the four, but uh, I don't know. Indiana 0 for 6 from 3. The last time they played a game without making a three-pointer, Wisconsin at home, 2010. If you recall last year, the Michigan State game at home, which is a wild one that you won late with Matthew Meyer going crazy. They didn't make a three of that game either. All right. We are back underway. 7.30 to go. Three-point lead for Illinois. The 14.5-point spread from Vegas seems a little rich right now. A little much. Here is Renew up and in. Derek had tweeted out something after the last game in which uh, it was two games ago where Omiuri got 20-some, right? And that's this is a recurring trend. The fives are getting a lot of points, and we understand that Coleman's not the biggest guy. Coleman subtweeted that, and it's like, Coleman, you know, he's tweeting out a fact. Well, this is another game where the opposing five is making things happen. Terrence stopped shooting threes. Jesus Christ. He's a net negative right now. Terrence is not doing a damn thing for you. He's back on the court, so we can talk basketball. He's terrible right now. So, whew, Coleman gets his hand by fronting Renew. A huge, huge stop. 
Here's Coleman looking over to Harmon. Harmon trying to take baseline, doesn't happen. Coleman up top looking for Damask. Here's Coleman again. Up to Terrence, up to Luke, to Damask. Everyone's just passing up threes. Terrence definitely did not want that one. Goody three. Thank God. Thank God. He is having a game that you need from him. Because, boy, everyone else has been struggling offensively. What a three by Luke. 56 to 52, six to go. Four-point Illinois lead. Here's Galloway. You got Coleman on Renew still. This is Justin trying to break through that screen. Xavier Johnson, terrible shot. And a nice board by Luke. Illinois with a chance. Here's Terrence in transition. Finish Terrence. He gets fouled. Okay. Man, oh man. I feel like I'm aging watching this game. So watching this replay here, Goody in a nice little seal there, I thought, from Damask. He just kind of shoveled it off to him, sealed off number three. Is that Galloway for Indiana? And created just enough space for Luke to get it up. So two shots coming up for Terrence. Ninth foul on Indiana. Illinois with eight. The rest of the way, Illinois will be in double bonus. Terrence getting two here. The first one misses it. <sighs> Good God. <laughs> there's something mental going on with this team right now. There is. There, there, there's just no other explanation. There has to be, right? And I don't know what that is. It is I hope it's just getting him acclimated again. But boy, he makes a second. 57 to 52. So it's a five-point lead. Illinois trying to inch that lead upwards with 540 to go. Here's Xavier Johnson with Harmon on him. I feel like next possession, I kind of want to see Harmon take it to the rim. He get fouled because he's a good free throw shooter. So is Terrence. But I just, I'm feeling Harmon the next possession. But here's Renew with Coleman on him. And we'll see here, Justin creeping down. They're going to kick it back up. Xavier Johnson doesn't want the three. He kicks it back down to Renew. And Xavier Johnson will take the three. No good. And it's going to be Illinois ball with a chance at a break here. Maybe. Eh. Indiana gets back. Here's Damask. Over to Coleman. Coleman fakes the three. Illinois will set some half court here with five minutes to go and a five-point lead. Terrence, don't shoot a three. Don't shoot a three. Terrence trying to make something happen. And we're going to get out of bounds. It's going to be Illinois. No, it's going to be Indiana ball. Man, Underwood's pissed. Coleman couldn't get the put back. And it's going to be... Uh, it's, it looks like it might have gotten Luke's foot. Hard to say. Bang, bang, play. It's 4.45 to go. Still a five-point lead. Just can't make layups. And that was a putback. But... Man, here's Renew up top. He shot a three before, but isn't is not looking for one there. And they're going to get a foul on Coleman, right? <laughs> oh my God! Like that was a bad acting job. I got to be honest. If that was a foul, and it was, yeah, it's like he he just kind of. And now I'm glad there's not a flop warning on that. And Xavier Johnson will go the line to shoot one and one. God, man. 
if you think about it, there's not been any real fun games against Indiana. If you recall, the one seed year with Iowa and Kofi, that was an early January game against Indiana. No fans in the stands, of course. Free throws up, good. It's a four-point game. You had to gut that one out. The year that we would have went to the tournament in 2020, I want to say that was mid to late February. You got the win by the skin of your teeth. I don't know why Indiana, the way that that program has been, has been such an issue for you. Just muck it up every time. It's a three-point game because he makes both. It's 425 to go. Illinois with the ball and the lead. And every possession is huge. Double bonuses for both teams the rest of the way. Here's Damask with Galloway. No, not Galloway, but somebody else on him. Illinois trying to rotate it up top. Terrence to Coleman. Back to Terrence. Terrence trying to make something happen. He gets his guy to jump at least, and he gets blocked. At a foul on Indiana. I don't know about that. We'll have to look at the replay. He must have gotten a wrist or something. But that would give Terrence two shots. It will. So watching the replay here, he does a great fake. Yep, that's a foul. Back of his hand. Clear foul. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? All right, here's Terrence at the line. Shot is up. Jesus Christ. These these guys are Chuck Knobloch at second base right now. What is it? Nine for 18 from the line, says Bobo. You're a college basketball team. And you're shooting 50% from the line. Not making layups. Guess the good news is if you start, then you're in good shape. Terrence does make a second, four-point lead. The good news is if they start falling, then you're in really good shape. But boy, when it's not happening, it sucks. 3.55 to go. Here's Luke on Galloway. Galloway up at the perimeter looking for Renew. Coleman on him. Terrence just late on defense. Easy two for Indiana. He's been terrible today. I'm just sorry. <laughs> what can you say? He's back. It's the third game back. He has gotten progressively worse each game. I thought he had a, his best practice yet, according to Underwood. Harmon just with a terrible miss. And Indiana with a chance to tie or take the lead with 324 to go. Boy, oh boy. Here's Xavier Johnson. This is now, I guess Galloway is number, no, Galloway's number 32, sorry. I don't know who number three is. A steal here for Illinois. Chance at a break? They kind of mishandled it, so unfortunately, no. Here's Coleman trying to make something happen. He does get fouled by Renew, and that will be his fifth, right? Okay, well, with two shots coming out of the media timeout and Renew out, that's big for Illinois. God. Oh, you know, there was a podcast we did. It was the game that went overtime, double overtime, and Kofi and Crabello helped you win it. And me and Trevor and Isaac had Zoomed it, and we called it the podcast after the stupidest game ever played. I mean, it was just a mess. But you won. I told, I said earlier this podcast that a win, there's no way you're going to feel great about this win, but a win is just, oh my God, exponentially better than what a loss would be. You got to make these two free throws get a stop, and then you start getting one stop closer to just finishing this game. It's really make the two free throws and probably get about three stops, right? That's about it. That's that, that would be the formula here. 
and it's right freaking there for you. But I use the Chuck Knobloch at second base analogy here, where it's like this team right now where there's free throws or layups are just so far up their butt, mentally speaking, that they don't, they can't seem to shake themselves out of it. And Gary, if yeah, if you make the free throws, gut one out. Yeah, that's it would be gutting one out. And kudos to them on a day where nothing really was going right. I think that they really have tightened up defensively at least. Though Indiana's offense helps with that. But I do think the second half has been better defensively. And when you went on that 11-1 run, you don't go on runs unless you get stops, which sounds like, duh, like the most obvious thing. But even in a game like this, where you have had nothing fall other than Luke's threes, nothing really fall, you're probably still going to finish in the mid-60s with points. So I guess that tells you I still think the offense is fine despite these issues. I'd like to think when this game's over, the takeaway can be, hey, when they needed stops at the end, unlike the Northwestern game, they will get it against Indiana. And the thing is, Indiana doesn't have a Boo Booey or even a Ty Berry. Or Barnheiser, who lit you up. All right. Indiana, 12 for 19 from the line. Wow. So, just an ugly game. Just an ugly game. I never look forward to playing Indiana now. I mean, if you think about it, there's not been any pretty games for sure. And the one pretty game was an Indiana's advantage last year when offensively they were something else at the State Farm Center. All right. Two-point Illinois lead. Three minutes to go. Renew is out. Coleman will get two at the line. Renew has 21 of Indiana's points, so not quite half, but about 40% of their output. He's good. It does kind of make you wonder how last year's Indiana team wasn't scarier because he got Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson, the guard whose name escapes me, but he was a stud. And Renew was off the bench as one of their bigs. And of course, he took that leap, and a lot of players do as a sophomore, but... That was a team with some talent last year, and they, what, won a game in the NCAA tournament, if that? All right. Terry, do me a favor, man. If it's something good, keep sending it early. <laughs> I, like, I like knowing ahead of time if it's something good. But Terry, if it's something bad, don't, don't say anything. Because I want to try to limit my pissed off time. Okay, so here's Coleman from the line. 80% of the season, first one's up and good. Got every bit of the rim, but it went in for a three-point Illinois lead. This would put it up to four. Coleman. Dribble. Shot. Good. Four-point Illinois lead. (laughs) Greg, shouting out Terry. Thanks, Terry. Give us the good news, Terry. Only the good news. If you're silent, we'll just anticipate something bad's happened. But here's Indiana trailing by four with 255 to go. Here's Xavier Johnson. A switch here has Coleman on him. And up and in and one. I don't know. I mean, Xavier Johnson coming out party. It's been him and Renew and not much else for Indiana. And that's a foul. That's just not good defense. You let him take you off the dribble. Like Coleman, but not not by any stretch one of his stronger games defensively. Terrence does get a big rebound there on the miss. So it's still a two-point lead for Illinois. That's the fourth foul on Coleman. Here's Harmon. 
finds Damask. Indiana creeping on Damask here. They're going to let Terrence, I think, shoot a three if, they, if he wants it. He does not. So back to Damask on the right side of the arc. Harmon with five to go. Back to Damask. He's got to shoot it. We're three in the shot clock. Damask fadeaway is up and good. Are you kidding me? Fadeaway baseline jumper makes it. 62 to 58. That's a monster shot. Okay, Indiana ball trailing by four. And the two is up and good. Again, just awful defense. Awful. Even without Renew, they're getting right to the rim, no problem. So good luck if you're going to keep allowing that. Now you got to match it on offense. 150 to go. Here's Harmon. Illinois with two timeouts, Indiana with two as well. Harmon taking it himself. And it's a clean block, and it will go back to Indiana. Chance to tie or take the lead with 140 to go. Here's Xavier Johnson. Indiana does not take a three. They still don't want the three. That's a long two, and it's up and in. Tie game with 125 to go. Indiana feels like they can win this game. Brad's going to let him go. No, he takes a timeout. Just, just pitiful. Their best player goes out, and you're just trading buckets with Indiana. Someone had tweeted a response to me that said, no killer instinct. Well, yeah. I mean, when you look at the overtime against Northwestern, or you were up four against Northwestern with maybe, what, four or five to go. You were up four against Indiana with about three to go. Just trading buckets with a bad offense. That does not bode well. And, and if you want to take a macro thing from this game in the last few weeks, defensively, this team is a sieve right now. Indiana shooting 50% from the field. Indiana. They're getting 46 points in the paint. Getting whatever they want in the paint. And there has not been a substitution from Illinois in a long time. Quincy is not playing. So 46 points. You wonder, well, what's the adjustment? Indiana hasn't made a three. They've went 0 for 7. Don't understand it. And I'm not hearing from Terry, so I'm a little bit scared. 117 to go. Here's Damask with 20 on the shot clock. 115 in the game. Here's Terrence. Up to Coleman. To Terrence. 10 on the shot clock. Terrence trying to take it in. And it's going to be a block on Xavier Johnson. It'll be two shots coming up for Terrence. Watching this replay here. Yeah, I mean, Xavier Johnson's moving. I'm glad that it was not an offensive foul because I've seen sometimes that shoulder leading will cause a charge to be called. Terrence is at the line with 105 to go here. He is two for four from the line today. Massive free throws for Illinois. First one up. Good. Thank you, Terry. Bobo says the TV guy said that should have been a charge. I mean, again, the shoulder scared me. So the baseline ref called that, and I can't complain about the refs being one-sided today. They have not hurt Illinois. It was only the Coleman charge that I was iffy about, but Terrence makes both. 105 to go. Here's Xavier Johnson. 
it's time to get a stop. Is Woodson going to call timeout? No, he's not. Xavier Johnson gets the pick up top, up, and fouled. Damn near went in. No resistance. No resistance whatsoever. This is an awful defense. Just absolute putrid crap. Can't keep Xavier Johnson in front of you? What's Bruce Thornton going to do on Tuesday? A team that actually has some offensive firepower. What are they going to do? Damn, damn, we'll better put up 80 against Ohio State. Xavier Johnson. First free throw is up. It is no good. God, man, the defense is just a problem. It is a problem, problem, problem. And I don't know what the fix is. You might say, well, it's 62 points, Carp. They're shooting 50%. Come on. Both missed. Unbelievable. And a rebound for Illinois. If they can get a score here, they can kind of put this thing on ice. One timeout for Illinois, two for Indiana. Here goes Damask. 40 on the shot clock. <laughs> on the game clock. 12 on the shot clock. He gets a pick right from Coleman. Here's Damask looking for Harmon. Harmon taking it in the lane. Little hook up and in. Wow. It is a four-point Illinois lead. Here's Galloway and a quick timeout for Indiana with 27.6 to go. <sighs> Watching this replay, Harmon gets it out in the left corner, bodies his way in. Degree of difficulty on that shot. I mean, there wasn't much on the shot clock. He had to take it up. And nice finish, Justin. I like that kid. <laughs> 27 seconds left. Indiana will go for the quick two, I would assume. So how about we keep him in front of us? I honestly would... You can't go that aggressive, though, because you got double double bonus. I know they aren't making their free throws, but like, can, I don't know. Let's not overthink this. How about you just go one-on-one -on -one defense and you keep your guy in front of you? I'd like to see these 22- and 23-year-olds do that against a bad offense. Keep them in front of you. That would be nice. Oh, boy. Long time out here. Might as well take this opportunity. Ty is in for defense. Oh, my God. Greg says these games are like scratching chalkboard endlessly. Harmon, a plus 20 tonight, says Bobo. I like Harmon a lot. I, I actually like, and maybe the metrics don't bear this out, I feel like at least on defense there's a spark that he gives you. All right. Terry... You ease my mind sometimes, my friend. 66 to 62, tie in there on defense. Here's the inbounds for Indiana. They're looking for a three. No good. Illinois ball. Terrence will get fouled. Chance for two free throws. 
to put this game on ice. 19.7 to go. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. I don't know what these podcasts are like after the fact. I mean, the ones where you smoke the opposition or you get a thrilling victory or different. I don't know if this is going to be, man, Carp was negative as hell. Yeah, I was. I was. Terrence makes his first. Five-point lead. But at the risk of sounding like a, you know, flip-flopper or something, you are going to, up five with 19.7 to go, probably get out of this with a win, and thank God for that. And sometimes that's just all that all that matters, and you just kind of forget it. All right. 19 seconds to go. Indiana rushing down. Xavier Johnson up for two. No good. And a board for Terrence going the other way. He'll shoot some more free throws. All right. As Terrence goes the other end, I want to hit my sponsors one more time. DPDO online at dpdo.com. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Owen Builders LLC online at owenbuildersllc.com. And... Ah, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, of course. There are HVAC people. They could be yours as well. 217-841-4728. Terrence at the line. I'm just going to let you know. Terry, let us know he makes both. So we start to make his free throws again. Oh, boy. Where did not play for Indiana? Thank goodness for that. And Illinois will get the win and just... Move on and forget about it. <laughs> and Tuesday night, it's defense, guys. If you're watching one thing the rest of this season or the, uh, in the next few weeks, it's defense. Either it gets better or it doesn't. I don't know what to say. Miss three for Indiana. Illinois will win this game 70-62 to 62 and improve to 6-3 and three in the Big Ten, 15-5 overall. Might drop a spot or two in the top 25, and that's understandable. But all that matters is that you're at the, your best in March. I just don't want to see defense become the narrative going forward. And it kind of has been the last three weeks. So, hey, YouTube friends, thank you so much for joining us. And have a great rest of your Saturday. Kara and I are going to a nice jazz concert at Cranor tonight. It'll help me chill out. Well, you guys are probably hearing that music in the YouTube feed. Happened last time as well for these long podcasts. But have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. We'll be back Tuesday for an early game against Ohio State. Second half will be around 7 o'clock with that 6 p.m. tip. So have a great rest of your weekend, and we will see you soon. It is the 200 level. 